Live from Utrecht, this is Bitcoin. Explained. Sjors, welcome back. Thank you. I saw you were promoting your book everywhere uh, in the world over the past couple of weeks. Absolutely. Where uh, did you go? I went to a place called New York, a place called Nashville, and a place called Austin. And those are all in the United sounds States. sounds very exotic. It, they are. And you were promoting your book. Which book is this, Sjors? Do you want to promote it on our show as well? Yeah. So in case uh, nobody's heard of it, it is called Bitcoin, a work in progress. And if you want to find it, because of the way that Amazon actually messed up the indexing, so so they basically took the colon in the name Bitcoin a work in progress and treated that one as a title and the other as a subtitle. So you want to look for Shores Bitcoin, and then you'll find it. Great sales or, pitch. Or you can go to btcwip.com and you'll find it too. So I saw I saw you promoted on Marty Benz podcast. Exactly. TFTC. Yeah, that was a bit unplanned because we happened to be in the same building. And I said, hey, do you want to come on the podcast and then we could talk about the book? So we talked about that, Tales of the Crypt. Yeah, I saw that. So that's why there was no Bitcoin Explained episode for the past couple of weeks. But we're back, our dear listener, with this Christmas special of Bitcoin Explained. Actually, I guess by the time this is released, it's, it's not going to be Christmas anymore. But we're recording it. The, yeah, the last episode of 2022. Pretty close to Christmas anyways. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it kind of depends on how... I, I'm not 100% sure if our great, super talented editor is actually working between Christmas and New Year's. We'll have to... Well, it's the last episode that was recorded in 2022. Yes, that's for sure. So, we got a very special for you today. Dear listener, I hope you're strapped in. This is going to be a major one. Shorts is going to educate you about the most important development of the year. Yes, we have scraped the absolute <laughs> bottom of the absolute <laughs> last barrel that we could find after like an hour of brainstorming topics. We so wanted to bring you something before the end of the year because otherwise you would have had to manage probably five to six weeks without our voice. And we didn't want to do that to you, dear listeners. So here we are back with an episode about... A bug that was kind of in Bitcoin Core 24.0. Mm-hmm. But okay, first of all, sure. Let's let's back up a little bit here. Let's take it seriously. It's a serious issue. Sure. We had an episode on Bitcoin Core 24.0. Yes. And then that episode, well, no, we aired the episode, but then the release of Bitcoin Core 24 was delayed by quite a bit. And that was because a discussion about full rbf there was an option to switch on full rbf in the bitcoin core 24 node and that sort of pushed back the actual release of bitcoin core 24 and then finally bitcoin core 24 was released but then it kind of wasn't yeah that was a bug in it but the release was announced but if you went to the website bitcoincore.org you would actually still find version 23 so only some advanced users would have been able to download the actual release and then but so hang on is if bitcoin core 24 is not on bitcoincore.org is it really released in a sense yes because there was a a tag made on github which is signed and there was an announcement so people would be able to download it if they went straight to the uh, to the sort of ftp like download site you know where you just see the list of files but not if you went to the main website because that page takes a little bit longer for people to look at and then that gets released as well the page that points to the release. 
Wait, so does the page usually refer refresh automatically to include the latest release? No, the, there's a pull. Uh, the website is on GitHub too, so people make a pull request to add a page that points to the new release and maybe some you know, release notes and, and other remarks. And that always takes a few days, and within that few days, the, the bug was found. And so that was that was postponed. Okay, I see. So there was technically an official Bitcoin Core 24 release, but that release never showed up on BitcoinCore.org. What you do find on BitcoinCore.org right now is Bitcoin Core 24.0.1. Yep. And this is because there was a bug in the original, technically officially released Bitcoin Core 24 release. Is that right? So, yeah, exactly. So far, so good, and and right? when when a new, you know when something like that so, happens, then the next release can be just called twenty four point zero point one, basically not immediately twenty four point one. Yeah. Well, why? Because it's like a quick enough fix, basically. Okay. And probably nobody's going to be running the old version. Right. So that gets us to yeah. So hang on. So first of all, that, so there was a bug in twenty four, but that was not caught in the release process. That's usually what. That that's why there is the release candidates process, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. So, so the idea is the release candidates. You hope that people test it and find bugs. But of course, you know, not everybody's doing that, and not everybody will be testing every single possible feature in every way that they, you know, every way that you can break it. So that was not found in time. Right. So a bug was found after it was officially released, but before it was published on the BitcoinCore.org website. Okay. That's right. Sure. Yep. What's the bug? What happens? What went wrong? Well, let's let's make a little suspension here, and I'm going to read some boosts from the previous episode first. Oh, like yeah, we almost forgot about that. People are paying us money. We shouldn't forget about that at all. Exactly. Go ahead, George. So I'll I'll, I'll read and the... and also tell our other listeners how they can pay us even more money. Yeah. So if you have an app that supports the podcasting 2.0 standard, there's multiple apps. Fountain is one. Then you can actually stream sats to us. And if you Google something like podcasting 2.0 streaming sats and you'll find podcasts that explain that in more detail. And then you can also send us a message, which is called a boost. And we got, well, we got a bunch of messages. I'll just read two. Um, These are the top paying ones? Yes. Though we How don't much? we don't promise to 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 take the top paying ones. I'll, I'll read the amount and the name, etc. So we have at Banana Man or Banana Man, depending on if he's British or American, paying 12,000 sats saying episode 69 nice nice okay and then we have oh, that's it yes nice. and then we have a question from at user 602563888 well la la la, la. Uh, no no this is important source he's paying money you better read his name right no these are uh, default usernames that are created by the by the app so that's fine he's paying uh, he or she is paying 10,000 sats and has a question which is related to uh, the topic we talked about earlier, namely RBF. What makes a non-RBF transaction new to a node? And when is it just another version? Is it e.g. considered a new transaction if some of the input UTXO changes? Sorry, so, can you repeat the question? When is a what is What makes a non-RBF transaction new? What makes a non-RBF transaction new? All right, so what makes a transaction new rather, rather than, than another version of okay, it? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, Do you want to so, answer that? Yeah, so my guess is, I mean, it, it depends on how the node, how your wallet wants to interpret these things. In essence, a transaction spends outputs. So if any output is spent by another transaction, then that is a different transaction. I mean, I, I guess 
technically on a consensus level, any change to a transaction makes it a new transaction, right? Exactly. But but there's some nuance here maybe when it comes to relaying. Well, what makes it new versus another one? You could have two, if you have one input and one transaction and then another input and another transaction, then those are different transactions. They're not, they don't exclude each other. But the case we're interested here is when you're replacing a transaction, that means that you have another transaction that spends the same input yeah, or at least one of the right. same input so that one only one of those two can exist. And then the question is, you know, what is new and what is old? Well, part of that just depends on what you saw the first uh, as a node before RBF. It would just be like, if I already know a transaction, then whatever else comes in is. But that could be different for different nodes because you might receive them in different order. But whether you call it another version or whether you call it new, it just depends on the interpretation of the wallet, how it wants to display it. So it could, you know, I think in Bitcoin Core, it'll put a cross through the old one and a and and then just put the new one in, in its place. Yeah, I guess this question sort of derives probably from our conversation about these kinds of topics where we're using terms like new and version, but in actual Bitcoin protocol, there's no such distinction, I, I guess I would say, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So at least I think not because you have the end version field. But I think with RBF, it's just a flag. It's not a number that goes up. The only thing that goes up is the fee. So if, if a wallet wants to be a little bit smart about it, it could look at which one pays the highest fee. And then that has to be, that's sort of the newer one. That's probably intended as the newer one. So if you want to make a good wallet UI, a wallet UI you might want to I don't know, show something that it increased the fee rather than showing two transactions. But that's really just up to the wallet authors how they want to interpret what they're seeing on the chain. The, the blockchain doesn't really care. Well, the mempool doesn't really care. The blockchain definitely doesn't care. Yeah, I, I guess it's just way more binary. Either a transaction is valid or it's not. And if it's not, that can be because it's conflicting with the previous tr transaction. Yeah, but yeah. then valid in the mempool depends on your mempool policy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, that was maybe a very confusing answer to... Uh, I mean, it's a it's a good question. It's a good question. I would also recommend people, if you have questions, also ask them on Stack Overflow. Yeah. Or Bitcoin or Stack I, Exchange I because you'll get like, better answers. Like I said, I think the question kind of derives from our conversation about it and it doesn't really map on the actual Bitcoin protocol. So that makes it a little bit hard to answer. But hopefully, we, we, hopefully our attempt is at least worth something. How much did they pay for this 10, answer? 10,000 Satoshis. All right. Do you think this answer was worth 10,000 Satoshis? I think it was worth maybe way more than 10,000 Satoshis. Okay, cool. Yo, what is going on, guys? We are proud to have Voltage as a sponsor of this episode. How many of you developers out there have wanted a streamlined infrastructure provider for your particular project? Well, I'll tell you what, Voltage is the Bitcoin infrastructure provider you have been looking for that makes building on Bitcoin quick and easy, whether it's Bitcoin nodes, Lightning nodes, BTC pay, and so much more. But don't take it from me. Just ask the guys over at Amboss, Sphinx, Podcast Index, and Thunder Games, and so many others that you guys already know and love. Their enterprise-grade products make it fast and easy to build, deploy, and scale your next project. So make it easy on yourself. Even Normie plebs can use the dashboard or API. Don't wait before the next block confirmation. Let your team focus on building great products and let Voltage handle all the rest. Voltage is your go-to zero management Bitcoin infrastructure solution. So then we're back to the main topic, Shores. 
Yeah. Okay, we, we were strapping again. Here you finally get the answer you've been waiting for. Sure, there was a bug in Bitcoin Core 24. That's why there was a Bitcoin Core 24.0.1 release. What was this bug? Yeah, it was a bit of a foot gun, basically. You could, well, not, I don't know if foot gun is the right word. You could lose a bunch of money. So in Bitcoin Core, you, when you're sending money, you can either let the wallet decide automatically which of your coins to use to send the money, or you can manually specify exactly which coins you want to use, or some combination of both, where you say, well, I want to pay one Bitcoin to this guy, and I want to use this specific 0.3 Bitcoin coin that I have. But other than that, you figure it out which coins to, to take from the wallet. Right, yeah. And when you're saying coins, the technical term here is UTXOs. I guess people that know that know what you mean anyway. So yeah. my addition doesn't really help anyone, but... No, that's fine. Yeah, so basically it's like, a, you know, the the analogy is you have a wallet and there's a bunch of coins and paper notes in it and, and you, can, you, you have to pay something and you take one euro coin out of it you say, I would definitely want to use this, but then you have some other guy going through your wallet and deciding which other coins to use to, I mean, to well, add up to 10. Well, if you want to use the analogy, sometimes when you're abroad in a country where you don't know which coins are what and you don't want to waste time, you just sort of show all your coins to the merchant and then they'll just pick They'll do the coin selection for yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that happens sometimes. I have done that a few times. So that yeah. would be the analogy here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there was a bug in that where... If you want to stick to the analogy, I think what happened is you would pick one of those coins and then it would basically, well, let's not use the analogy. You would basically select a couple of coins and then due to the bug, it would use those coins twice to calculate what was going on. Oh, wait. So, okay. So you got a number of coins, UTXOs, and when you're manually selecting them, then for the fee calculation, it would falsely assume that you selected them double yeah exactly right. okay. and, and for some reason the net result of that mistake is that you might be paying a very very large fee because you think you're paying say i don't know one cent of fees but actually because you've counted this 10 euros twice it it somehow includes it twice okay i don't un completely understand how it happened but that was basically the nature of the bug so you'd be paying a very large fee now fortunately there is a warning system if you pay a really really high fee it will abort but there's another feature in the wallet where so it's kind of a different kind of feature where you say i want to pay this address and i don't care about the precise amount i just want to send this coin or this set of coins. You select the coins that you want to send over. So this can be useful for privacy. If you if you want to, you know, you receive your salary or whatever, and that's that's one coin essentially, and you want to send only your salary to an exchange and none of the other coins in your wallet. You want to mix it. So you select your salary and you send it to the exchange. And if you use that feature in combination with this bug, you would lose even more money and the the warning system didn't work correctly. Uh -huh. as, okay. you, as you notice, I'm being a bit vague because the actual bug is not described very well. That is, the actual implication of the bug is not described very well. The bug itself is described as what was wrong in the code, and that's pretty obvious. So, so yeah, there was a, a pretty bad ways to lose some money, so don't use 24.0, just use 24.0.1. All right. Well, so, yeah, this sounds like a bug, a glitch, and I think you mentioned... I'm still going to ask... So how did how does this get into the code? How does why yeah is, why is this in there? So yeah, so this is interesting, of course, to look at what exactly went wrong here. 
So the debug itself was like one line of code that should not be there. I think it was a command called break, which jumps out of a loop. And that command was a mistake. Now, how does that get there? It was part of a refactoring. So basically, refactoring means you take an existing piece of code that may be ugly, and you make you rewrite the same code but prettier in a way that it doesn't change any of the behavior. And so that, that's good because in better, you know, cleaner, more readable code in the future will lead to fewer bugs. However, you might make a mistake replicating the original behavior, and that's what happened here. So I think in practice here, there was a bunch of different functions that were responsible for removing. So if, if you take these, these coins that you've manually selected, then it would have to remove those from like another set of coins so that you don't select coins twice, something like that. And right, because the coin selection algorithm, it looks through the coins in your wallet. It tries to see which coins can I add to this transaction, but it shouldn't be adding coins that are already in your transaction. So it kind of had to do the subtraction there. And that code was doing the subtraction only once. I think it was only subtracting one coin that you selected, but not all of them. So this is the kind of bug that you might not see if you only select one coin. You'd only see it if you select two coins. So it's, you know, difficult to, to run into this. So that was, and the cleanup there, like, I don't know, the code was, was doing 12 separate steps to, to remove to remove these coins. And, and with the new version, it would only need two steps to remove the coin. So it was just cleaner. But I had the mistake in there, and the mistake was not caught. It wasn't caught during the code review by the people looking at it. There was also no test that failed. So there was no test where this precise scenario of adding two coins, et cetera, et cetera, was there. Uh, because either could have caught it. Somebody could have caught it in a review or somebody, you know, some, some automated test could have caught it, but it didn't. And so the way that, it, that that is fixed is, well, first you fix the original bug and second you add tests that would have caught it so that at least the same bug could not happen again. That's pretty much what happened. And the other reason it wasn't noticed is that it was only in the release and not in the master branch. So that's an, an interesting aspect there. Okay, right. Okay, so the, because what the, are master, people... the master branch is the main thing that Bitcoin core developers work on. And once in a while, Bitcoin yeah. core developers say, okay, from here on out, this is the new release. And they keep working on the master branch for new futures. And the new release is going to be released. So And somehow this bug was only in the release. Yes, exactly. Because what happened, the bug was introduced in this refactor. And then after that bug was introduced, the split to the uh, release was made. And then somewhat later on master, the bug was accidentally fixed, not deliberately fixed. And the way you accidentally mm. fix something is you, you do another refactor and something. And, and then you, you, you actually make another mistake because you're not replicating the original behavior. But because nobody wanted that original behavior, nobody would have noticed that either. So yeah, it was accidentally fixed on master. And, and that also has to do with the odds of finding it. Because who is testing Bitcoin Core? Well, part of it is people running the master branch. Those are probably other Bitcoin Core developers that are just trying, you know, snapshots of the master branch that, you know, are not supposed to be very safe. It's supposed to be correct, but it, it's more likely to have bugs. But because the bug was not in the master branch, nobody testing the master branch would have noticed this. Only people testing the release branch, and that's only, you know, that might be a much smaller group of people in practice. Right. And also, like we described, it's not the easiest thing to trip on. But if you do trip on it, it's very painful. So it was, it was definitely worth fixing. Right. Okay. Well, there you have it. That's why the new release is Bitcoin Core 24. Dot zero, dot one, instead of just Bitcoin Core 24, you are enlightened, our dear listener. Yes, there are two other bugs in there too, but they're less important and in very different areas. 
Oh, well, that's a kind of a depressing note to close close the episode I on. Mean, there's always bugs. So what happens is after a release, we or you know the developers pile up existing bug fixes for a future release. So you know there'll be a version twenty five point zero which will have the new master branch on it, but there'll also be a version twenty four point one, twenty four point two, which will have only sort of bugs bug fixes in it that are important enough to put on the old releases. Wait, wait, do... wait, wait. Are there still bugs in Bitcoin Core 24.0.1 as far as we know right now? I don't know. I, um, I thought that's what you said, but maybe I misheard. No, the general process is that we'll collect bug fixes over time. So maybe immediately after a release, there is no known bug. Or maybe there's a known bug, but there's no, no fix for it yet. But then over time, say the next six months or a year, bugs will get fixed. We'll find out there were bugs in version 24. And then you can do two things to your users. You can say, well, tough, just download version 25 if you want that bug fixed but then they have to download all these new changes in version 25 which people don't like so there's also a ver there will also be a version 24.1 which only fixes the bugs but doesn't have any of the other new changes that's called backporting sure i just want you to tell our listeners that bacon core 24.0.1 is quickly clean and we're ready for the new year we're <laughs> ready for bitcoin core no we're ready for 2023 with Bitcoin well, Core 24.01. Well, all I can tell you is that currently there's a milestone called 24.1 and it doesn't have any bugs in it. There we go. End of the episode. But thank I you for listening to <laughs> Bitcoin <laughs> Explained. Hey guys, come celebrate Bitcoin winter in Miami at Bitcoin 2023. The largest Bitcoin conference in the world returns to Miami from May 18th to the 20th. Head on over to b.tc forward slash conference to get your tickets today. Use promo code BMLIVE to get 10% off of your tickets before prices go up. Bitcoin is for everyone. Lefties, righties, and rejectors of the false dichotomy alike. And that is why the newest Bitcoin magazine print edition is called the Orange Party Issue. It features articles by President Naya Bukele, Jeff Deist, Beauty On, Natalie Smolensky, Eric Kaysen, Max Kaiser, and Jimmy Song. Get your copy at your local Barnes & Noble's bookstore or from the Bitcoin Magazine store at store.bitcoinmagazine.com and use promo code BMLIVE to get 10% off your annual subscription today. If you're like me and want to gain a deeper understanding of what's going on within the Bitcoin market and broader macro environment, you need to subscribe to Bitcoin Magazine Pro today. There's both a free and paid version of this daily newsletter where our market analysts break down what's going on in the markets so you don't have to. Subscribe today at BitcoinMagazinePro.com.